Gender-based violence continues to be an issue for the Pacific, with statistics revealing that 60% of women and girls have experienced violence at the hand of an intimate partner or family member. This issue was further exacerbated at the height of the COVID-19 lockdowns across the region. RNZ Pacific reporter Rachel Nath spoke with the Pacific Islands Forum Secretariat's gender specialist, Dr Fiona Hokula, who says finding a Pacific solution is necessary to combat this increased violence. I think from the data and the research and the data that has come out from the service providers um, around the region, I think one of the key things is that people lost their jobs. And so there was economic struggles. Also, this was a very trying time in, in terms of mental health. And so these are the kinds of things that contributed to increases in in reporting on domestic violence. I, I would say in the COVID time, primarily the, the rise in unemployment and fi- financial difficulties. But also, yeah. you know, we're taking into account that prior to COVID, we already had very high levels of gender-based violence in our communities. And so this is this sort of exacerbated it in some ways. What was the general assistance in this time for the Pacific? Uh, I know that in the Pacific, we have a taboo around mental health discussions. It's not openly spoken about. Um, Did the data show that uh, there was enough significant assistance given or post-pandemic as well? I don't, I'm not sure about that, to be honest. I don't have any information on that, but I do know that, um, you know, through the pandemic, this issue of um, mental health and self-care has re- is really something that has come out um, a lot more clearly. And um, as you've mentioned, this is a taboo subject in many places, but it has to be brought out into the open because it does have uh, an effect on, on things like gender-based violence. What were the forms like? What kind of violence did we see? Were they within families? Were they um, sexual violences? What were the peaks of these violent trends? I mean, most of the, the information from women's groups and um, activists that it's been domestic violence, so violence within the home, yes, um, was was one of the key things that were reported. Um, and but having said that, again. You know, other forms of gender-based violence, such as rape and sexual harassment and things like that, are not necessarily reported. So we wouldn't know, but we yes. do know that, you know, in, in during the COVID times, um, the helplines that, that are available in, in different countries um, had seen an increase in calls relating to domestic violence. I would like to highlight if there was... Um you know, during this COVID times, if we saw an increase in emotional violence, I know that is not something we talk about quite often in the Pacific, but did we start noticing an increase in emotional violence? So I think this is one of the things that is not reported because we don't often uh, categorize this as a um, a form of violence, um, but it, it is in itself uh, an important form of um, violence that we need to also address because it's also related to what is known as um, or uh, other forms such as coercive control, which has an impact on other, uh, on mental health and other things. But during COVID-19, 
as I mentioned, from the, the reports that were coming out from the helplines and from women's groups, it was the increase in domestic violence related calls, which again is not only physical violence, but the other forms of violence as well. Right. And so what were the positives or what, what areas do we see need work so that change can be achieved across the board? I think it's really about inclusivity when we're talking about marginalized groups. Inclusivity and ensuring that um, we have the rights of all of our people at the forefront. And so when we're talking about addressing gender-based violence, it's violence that is not only violence against uh, women, which we know is the most prevalent forms of violence in our region, but also being be mindful of um, other minority groups, marginalized, I should say, not minority, but marginalized groups and groups that often don't have the opportunity to be able to have these kinds of issues highlighted. So, you know, while we're talking about gender-based violence, it's also the other issues that can affect um, our marginalized groups. And during COVID, you know, that included access to transport and access to safe health services, all of which is intertwined. 